Welcome to The Pemp Show, where every week we will bring you the latest information on how pulsed electromagnetic field technology is shaping the energy medicine industry. We'll be looking at the facts from medical studies, bringing you guests who are experts in their fields and sharing personal stories about the impact of PEMF. This week on The PEMF Show, we will be discussing how pulsed electromagnetic field therapy, or PEMF, can help people suffering with diabetes. We will explore what causes diabetes, the symptoms people struggle with, and how PEMF can help alleviate both. Well, diabetes is a problem worldwide that is growing. According to the World Health Organization, there were approximately 422 million people in 2013 who suffered from diabetes. Well, most people stumble across their diabetes due to symptoms they begin experiencing. According to the Mayo Clinic, these can include frequent urination, excessive thirst, increased hunger, slow healing sores, or frequent infections. And complications can include irritability, tiredness, lack of interest and concentration, a tingling sensation or numbness in the hands or feet called neuropathy, and possibly blurred vision. Well, this was certainly the case for me. Waking from a deep sleep with knives and axes attacking my feet, never mind pins and needles, at first I thought something was biting me, and after doing a thorough search of the bed, I realized the only other living thing in the bed was my wife. So I started looking online. I found that neuropathy, or pain in the feet, was due to diabetes. I was sure I didn't have it until I read the list of symptoms, and I had most of them. I went to my doctor and asked to be tested for diabetes. Diabetes is diagnosed based on an A1C test, which measures the amount of sugar in the blood. 70 to 100 milligrams per deciliter, or 3.9 to 5.5 millimoles per liter, is the normal range for blood sugar. 101 to 125 milligrams per deciliter or 5.6 to 7 millimoles per liter, is termed pre-diabetic. Over 125 milligrams per deciliter, or 7.1 millimoles per liter, is considered diabetic. Now, my A1C blood level was measuring 175.68 milligrams per deciliter, or 9.75 millimoles per liter. My doctor called me the next day to inform me I was classified as type 2 diabetic. So this episode is very personal for me. Now, it's worth taking a few minutes to understand how the body uses sugar. Sugar, or glucose, is the fuel that cells use for energy. It is metabolized by the body to produce ATP, or adenosine triphosphate, which is the energy that powers the cells of the body. Now, the glucose in our body comes from two sources. Number one, the food that we eat, or number two, the liver, which creates and stores the sugars. In order for cells to metabolize glucose, meaning to take it in and use it, they need insulin. Now, insulin is the chemical key that unlocks the cells and allows the sugars to enter. The pancreas is the organ in the body that creates insulin. Now, when all these components function well together, the body has a healthy metabolism. 
but if the components of the system do not operate properly, the result can be diabetes. Diabetes is simply too much sugar in the blood. Now, there are different reasons why too much sugar can be building up in the blood. The first is that the pancreas does not create enough insulin to unlock the cells to receive the sugars. This is termed type 1 diabetes. The second is when the cells become resistant to insulin, or the insulin cannot reach the cells due to too much fat coating the cells, not allowing the insulin to work and the sugar to be metabolized. This is known as type 2 diabetes. In this case, your pancreas works overtime to create more insulin. The insulin can be blocked from unlocking the cells due to too much fat coating the cells and preventing insulin from being used and the sugars from being metabolized. This creates a vicious cycle because the body stores excess insulin in the visceral fat or the fat surrounding the organs. More insulin can result in more fat and the more fat can block the insulin from unlocking the cells. Now, the causes of type 2 diabetes can be number one, too much sugar or carbohydrates being consumed and overloading the system. Number two, not enough exercise to use up the sugars and carbohydrates and reduce the fat content in the body. And number three, being overweight, which is usually due to numbers one and two, but not necessarily. And number four, a fatty liver that cannot clear the fat from the blood and consequently the cells are coated with fat that cannot absorb the glucose. Now there are many symptoms that result from diabetes, including neuropathy, decreased metabolism, which can result in a lack of energy, poor circulation, which can result in wounds and ulcers. Well, we're going to start with neuropathy. The overabundance of sugar in the blood ends up attaching itself to the nerves, usually in the appendages, the hands and the feet. The body's defense mechanism detects sugar as an intruder and dispatches white blood cells to attack it. The problem with this is the white blood cells also attack the nerves the sugars are attached to. This causes neuropathy, the nerve pain and numbness many diabetes sufferers experience in their feet and hands. The pain in my feet since I had diabetes had been quite severe. I'd lost significant feeling in my toes and was afflicted with knives and axes at times, let alone pins and needles. It was during this time I became involved with Curatron and PEMF. PEMF can help with neuropathy in several ways. First, it prevents the neurons from firing and sending pain messages to the brain. Second, it stimulates natural endorphin production to reduce pain. And third, it helps increase metabolism, which deals with the causes of the pain, which we'll talk about in a moment. Using Curatron and PEMF, I treated my feet with settings such as neuropathy or nerve pain, pain therapy, and neurosclerosis, which is the hardening of the nerves. The pain in my feet quickly subsided and eventually disappeared. The feeling has now begun to return as the nerves have healed. I have a lot more sensation than I once did. Now, while my story might be interesting, here's a little scientific study to throw into the mix. It is a study entitled, The Use of Pulsed Electromagnetic Fields in Treatment of Patients with Diabetic Polyneuropathy. Researchers reported the following. Application of PEMF facilitated regression of the main clinical symptoms of DPN, or diabetic polyneuropathy improved the conductive function of peripheral nerves, 
improved the state of type 1A afferents or sensory fibers and improved the reflex excitability of functionality diverse motor neurons in the spinal cord. PEMF at 10 Hz was found to have therapeutic efficacy, especially in the initial stages of diabetic polyneuropathy and in patients with diabetic mellitus for up to 10 years. End of quote. But when I found out I was diabetic, I'd let my weight get the better of me and was clocking in at 265 pounds for a height of 5 foot 10. I'd been working in a stressful industry. I'd been drinking way too many soft drinks and had graduated to energy drinks loaded with sugar and caffeine to get through the day. I did not realize that the high sugar volume I was consuming was making me more tired and more thirsty. Like most diabetics, I was immediately prescribed metformin and glycoside along with some cholesterol-reducing medications. My doctor was brutally honest with me, for which I am thankful, and he challenged me to try and treat my diabetes with diet and exercise. I went to the diabetic clinic where I was counseled on diet and exercise. The nurses told my wife and I that I was diabetic for life and that the condition could not be reversed. Well, my wife was very angry with this diagnosis, especially when she looked around the room and discovered that most attendees were at least 10 years older than I was. In the medical community, it is accepted that diabetes, once diagnosed, is for life because patients refuse to take charge of changing their lifestyle. Treatment begins with the chain prescription of medications beginning with metformin, followed by glycoside, and eventually insulin injections are introduced, and the amount administered increases over time as well. When I first pricked my finger to take my blood levels, I clocked in at 253.8 milligrams per deciliter and 14.1 millimoles per liter. Now, I hate needles. It was enough for me to prick my finger five times a day, let alone face shooting up with insulin down the road. My wife and I decided to follow the diabetes diet and lifestyle religiously and hopefully put an end to the medications and avoid insulin shots. I had worked to get my weight down to 235 pounds. Now, a large part of the problem with diabetes is the slowdown in metabolism. PMF stimulates the cells to operate at normal function. It increases oxygen uptake, increases nutrient uptake, and increases metabolism. Now, by positively charging the blood cells, the Rouleau effect, or the clumping of the blood cells, is eliminated, and blood can flow through the fine capillaries, taking in oxygen, absorbing nutrients, and delivering them throughout the body. Curatron has settings such as oxygenation, diabetes, and metabolic deficiency designed to administer PEMF for these issues. Now, combining PEMF with diet and exercise, we worked hard for the following three months, from October to January. And in three months' time, with PEMF, medication initially, and exercise 30 to 40 minutes per day, and a stricter diet, we managed to get my weight down to 210 pounds, a further drop of 25 pounds. As a result, my blood glucose counts went down to non-diabetic A1C levels of 88 milligrams per deciliter or 4.7 millimoles per liter. After this, under doctor's care, I could drop my medications altogether, except the cholesterol medication because my doctor wanted some other changes in some other measurements. I was no longer classified as diabetic, although I would be susceptible to diabetes and had to remain in control, continuing to exercise and eat right. 
Three months later, I discontinued all medications. Now, at this point, I decided to run my own PEMF experiment. Usually, if I didn't eat first thing in the morning, my blood sugar levels would spike as my liver released sugar into my blood system. Well, I began a trial, checking my blood every morning when I awoke, treating with PEMF for 30 minutes, and then checking it again. When I took my blood sugar after 30 minutes without eating, I was dropping between 0.5 to 1 millimoles per liter or 5 to 18 milligrams per deciliter on average. Now, it isn't just my own experiment that I'd like to share with you. In a study entitled Magnetotherapy in the Comprehensive Treatment of Vascular Complications of Diabetes Mellitus, the researchers concluded the following. 320 diabetes mellitus patients were exposed to impulsed magnetic field. 100 controlled diabetes mellitus patients received conservative therapy alone. Now, 270 patients had microangiopathy, which is the disease of the small vessels, and macroangiopathy, the disease of the larger vessels, was diagnosed in 50 patients. Good and satisfactory results of magnetotherapy in combination with conservative methods was achieved in 74% of the patients versus 28% in the control group. Metabolism stabilization resulted in some patients in reduced blood sugar. Use of magnetic field produced faster and long responses than conservative therapy. End quote. So my personal experiment was confirmed by the researchers. Now, I had dropped to 210 pounds, but I'd hit a wall. Now, I did some more research and found Dr. Hamdi of the Jocelyn Diabetic Center reported if patients could reduce their initial weight by an average of 24 pounds, after 12 weeks, 82% of them could reach a targeted A1C of less than 7%. Now, doctors believe that the visceral fat surrounding the organ secretes compounds that promote insulin resistance. The pancreas creates the insulin, but if the insulin cannot reach the blood cells and help them absorb the sugar in the bloodstream, then the natural insulin cannot do its job. The pancreas is overworked, trying to produce insulin that cannot reach the intended destination. The body creates more fat to store the excess insulin, and the vicious cycle continues. Now my goal was to lose the extra weight and keep my diabetes in check. I decided to start an additional nutritional weight loss program with a respectable company following encouragement by my son. Now, by the end of six months, I had dropped to 195 pounds and had a 34-inch waist. That was a loss of 70 pounds overall and 14 sizes. I continued the program and was able to get all the way down to 184 pounds. But over time, like many people who have success with late loss, I became complacent after a while. For two years, I let myself slide, and then I had a wake-up call. I became very irritable over trivial things, and the pain returned to my feet. My weight had reached 230 pounds once again. Now I swallowed hard and broke out my blood meter and pricked my finger. I was hovering around the 10 to 10.5 millimoles per liter, or 180 to 189 milligrams per deciliter. Now, I was quite depressed at the regression I had experienced, but decided it was time to act once again. However, I was curious as to how my sugar levels had climbed so high. 
Now, it was also during this time that I injured my rotator cuff and had to stop one of my favorite exercise activities, which was swimming. I had been drinking a lot of milk to help with the healing, I thought, and introduced more calcium into my system. I began to wonder whether this was also impacting the increase in sugar levels, so I did more research into diabetic causes. I came across some research that put another slant on things. A Dr. David Pearson, an independent medical researcher, had published some articles on diabetes that caught my eye. I'd been studying the endocrine system for several unrelated reasons, and his research, while challenging conventional medicine, struck a chord with me. I had been told that diabetes was irreversible, yet I'd reversed it. Granted, I'd let things go and ended up heading back in the same direction, but I'd beaten conventional wisdom at one point. Now, Dr. Pearson pointed out different causes to diabetes than had been traditionally treated. According to him, high blood lipids or fats are very sticky and coat the outside of your cells, making it very difficult for the glucose to be absorbed by the cells. This is why your blood sugar spikes and you feel tired, end quote. So it is the high fat and high sugar in the blood that causes type 2 diabetes. Type 2 diabetics have too much insulin in the blood because fat prevents the glucose from entering the cells, and the body keeps producing insulin to unlock the cells. A high fat content in the blood more or less coats the cells. The doctor continues, Insulin is how your body deals with the excess glucose in the bloodstream. In order to deal with the excess glucose and protect your body from harm, your pancreas creates insulin, which then grabs excess glucose and stores it as fat. This is also the main reason diabetics tend to be overweight. Insulin forces your body to store more fat. While taking insulin injections does help the body recover from damage caused by high blood sugar, it doesn't address the underlying cause, end quote. So Dr. Pearson argues that a fatty liver, which receives 30% of the blood circulating in your system every minute, is unable to remove harmful toxins. The goal is to clear the liver of fat and then enable it to clear out the extra fat in the bloodstream, allowing glucose to be absorbed by the cells and turned into energy, rather than poisoning the blood and causing too much insulin to be produced, for which excess fat is produced to store it. While well, understanding the role of the liver with diabetes, I began to treat my liver with PEMF. Curatron has liver resonance settings, and I undertook to stimulate the liver into operation once again. I also treated my kidneys with kidney resonance to stimulate them to help the work of clearing the blood. Now, this has proven to be very effective. The cleansing process is underway, and in a short time, I've reduced my blood sugars to an average of 6.7 to 7.5 millimoles per liter, or 120 milligrams per deciliter, decreasing it all the time. I've increased my exercise again, walking daily, and this time choosing to bike ride. I had not realized at the time how PEMF could impact my own situation and struggle with diabetes. The results have proven to be very favorable. Now, another area that diabetics suffer with is poor circulation. This can cause ulcers and wounds that do not heal, as well as rashes. The ulcers can lead to infection and possibly amputation if not treated. Now, PMF is also very effective in increasing microcirculation due to oxygenation, clearing out other infections, and aiding healing. 
In a study entitled A Magnetic Field in the Combined Treatment of Suppurative Wounds in Diabetes Mellitus, the researchers stated the following. This study, involving 72 diabetics with purulent wounds, found that magnetic fields aided healing significantly, end quote. Another study in the Romanian Journal of Physiology, conducted at the Bucharest Hospital, reported, The effect of PEMF on pressure ulcers has been studied on 20 elderly patients hospitalized and bearing long-standing pressure ulcers. After two-week treatments, bulge healing rate was as follows. Under the PEMF, 85% had excellent and 15% had very good healing. In the placebo group, 80% had no improvement and 20% had poor improvement. In the control group, 60% no improvement and 40% poor improvement. The conclusion, PEMF is strongly advised as a modern, uninvasive therapy of great efficiency. Well, that speaks for itself. The Curatron system has settings for oxygenation, wound healing, and dermatitis, as well as diabetes in general. Now, incidentally, following my rotator cuff injury, I began treating my shoulder with PEMF and appropriate supplements to provide the necessary building blocks for repair. The elimination of the Rulo effect with PEMF gets the supplements and minerals to the areas that require repair, as microcirculation is improved in a low vascular area. A steady progress has been experienced and I no longer have any pain and normal function has returned. Often this is the case with orthopedic situations. They can impact the ability to exercise. This also impacts diabetes because exercise is a huge part of controlling weight and metabolism. PEMF can help with cartilage regrowth, osteoporosis, arthritis, and many other issues that hold us back. Well, PEMF has proven very effective in dealing with the causes and effects of diabetes. Metabolism can be stabilized due to oxygenation of the blood and the cleansing of the liver. The same oxygenation also treats wounds and diabetic ulcers. Neuropathy can also be relieved. Not only the intense pain can be alleviated, but PEMF also facilitates nerve repair and healing in the affected areas. With PEMF, a weight loss and nutrition program exercise and liver cleansing program, it is possible to greatly improve your health and battle diabetes. It is encouraging to learn you can reverse the disease and alleviate the symptoms. So don't give up on your research and your quest for a healthier life. Keep at it, stay active and healthy, and investigate how PEMF can help you deal with your diabetes. For The Pemp Show, this has been Jonathan Bowen. Tune in next week to exercise your brain cells as we discuss more exciting and relevant ways PEMF can energize your life.